Coming up in this week's Triton Spotlight, we're talking with two of the founders of the new Black Triton Association. Women's basketball's Katie Springs and track and field's Amari Jenkins join the show to tell us about this new affinity group, why it was important to launch, and how a meeting in Texas last summer spurred the entire concept. That's all coming up in a moment in this week's Triton Spotlight. Welcome to episode 68 of Triton Cast, the podcast for UC San Diego Athletics. I'm your host, Jeff Turiel. Whether you found us on your favorite podcast platform or on UCSDTritons.com, thank you for joining us this week. If you enjoy what you hear, take a moment to subscribe, rate the show, or write a brief review. Before we get to this week's conversation with Katie and Amari, let's go around campus. As you heard on last week's show, basketball season is here. The men's team will host games on Saturday, November 12th and Tuesday the 15th. Saturday's game will feature a fan fest prior to the game with a t-shirt giveaway for the first 3,000 fans in attendance. And Tuesday night's game versus Cal will feature a replica jersey giveaway for the first 1,500 students. Both of those games tip at 7 p.m. with tickets available through the Triton box office. Meanwhile, the women's basketball team is on the road and its home opener is slated for November 20th against Portland. This week's University Credit Union Athletes of the Week are Vedran Lakovic from men's water polo and Katie Rapp from women's volleyball. Congrats to those two. Now it's on to this week's Triton Spotlight. Here's our conversation with two of the founders of the Black Triton Association, Katie Springs from basketball and Amari Jenkins from track and field. Katie, I'll start with you. What is the Black Triton Association? Um, The Black Triton Association is essentially an affinity group within athletics of think how TAC is like our leadership. Um, it's essentially a black student union for athletes specifically. And we're based, based on connecting and supporting. Um, it's not an exclusive club. Uh, we do interact with the other affinity groups um, such as GIFT, which is a gender inclusion. Um, but yeah, just connecting and supporting uh, black student athletes at UCSD. And Amari, what is, what is the mission of the group? The mission of the group is honestly to support the various Black athletes that we do have on campus in any way that we can, as far as maybe helping them academically or socially or any other other way, any way that um, they have issues with coming and integrating the school that they might have. We just want to give them support and let them know that we're there for them. And also kind of giving them an opportunity to do like activities and bonding activities as well, because we have like the Black Student Union on campus and we have BRC, but we're not always able to make those because we have competitions and classes and all these things. We are the busiest group on campus. Um, So kind of tailoring some of those things to an athlete's schedule is what we aim to do. Yeah, Yeah, Mari, I want to follow up on what Katie just said, because as athletes, you all have very demanding schedules already. And of course, just being a UC San Diego student, that's academically demanding. So how can this organization be complementary to everybody's already busy, structured collegiate lives? Well, when we schedule things, we, I know that we take into account who's has, who's in season, who has practice at which time. So we try to see what is, what time would be more flexible for everyone to be there. I know that's something that we do that I had an issue with with trying to go to uh, the Black Student Union events. Like my practice times were exactly when they would have meetings. So I know that this uh, organization, we take that into account. And then we also take into account just 
Um, I would say, I would say we're also taking into account like um, the socialization aspect of it all, because we can't always go to things. We have a lot of things on our plate. And I know that we take that into account when we um, think about attendance and like you have to attend a certain amount of things and BRC to be allowed to go to another certain thing, like maybe uh, groups. I know they're having a trip to Vegas soon, but you have to attend a certain amount of meetings at the BRC to do that. And with our schedule, we can't do that as athletes. So we take that into account um, and we tailor it to the athlete, if that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. And and Katie, you, you touched on this a moment ago, but with the Black Triton Association, how do you or how can the Black Triton Association work with other campus resources? Uh, we actually have a really good connection with um, many of the Black organizations and also things like the Multicultural Center. So the Black Staff Association, the Black Student Union, the Black Resource Center, the Multicultural Center, Black Alumni, and then also Black-owned businesses that are either alumni or current students or just in the surrounding San Diego area, we're well connected with all of these Black organizations on campus. Um, They know our needs. They want to support us. They want to reach out and we want to get involved with them. So we have our first like big joint um, event coming up with the Wakanda Forever coming out. That's going to be like the first really big event that we have. Um, but then there's also like black student uh, graduation that happens at the end of the year. There's black alumni events. Um, they help us with connecting with them, connecting with the larger student body, getting attendance and things like that, but also helping us meet our needs. Like the Black Resource Center has been very helpful in reaching out with Oasis, reaching out with uh, studying and tutoring needs um, and any other campus resources we need. I think that's the best part is that a lot of people are trying to help us with this and they're trying to lend their resources to us so that we can make this association better. So I think that's one of my favorite things. Like Katie said, people just want to help us. Amari, I I know that a collaboration with these other organizations is not nearly as simple as Katie just made it sound. What what actually goes into pulling something off of like Wakanda Forever or something that involves so many other people? Oh, well, I know for sure you have to, like I said before, schedules have to align. Like UCSD is such a busy campus and there's so many different moving parts and people are everywhere. So I think getting the schedules locked down and also communicating is one of the hardest things to do because it's just so many things. There's so many things that's just going on. So I would say just the communication with the other organizations and also understanding that um, I would say we're we're doing similar things for people we just have we're trying to gear towards different people if that makes sense like we have the same goal it's just we're focusing on certain people which I think understanding that helps things move along a lot smoothly and helps people you know stay and understand the tasks they have to do and focus on that and gets a lot of things done. Like, yeah. Katie, would you say? I would say that like what you're saying about communication is what I seem, I feel like is the biggest thing. Like we are lucky to have Miss Charity Anderson um, who works in the athletics office, who is 
very helpful for the office, but is our biggest, biggest advocate and helps us form these relationships with the other organizations on campus, um, is in the room setting up the meeting or talking to everybody um, before we can get there and letting them know like who we are, letting them know our needs and communicating all of that ahead of time so that when we come to them, they already know what we're asking for. They already know what we need and they're ready and willing to help us. Katie, with, with resources already existing at UC San Diego, why was it important to create an organization devoted specifically to Black athletes? I think for myself personally, I saw a bit of a disconnect. I'm used to um, a very connected athletic body, and especially with the Black student athletes. And I felt that it was a bit disjointed probably very impacted by COVID, but it just felt a little disconnected, even though there had been uh, previous student athlete uh, initiatives like uh, during 2020 to create some of that unity. And then also the Black Student Athlete Summit kind of raised the urgency for me and made me realize how it's supposed to feel, how the, that connection is supposed to feel among student athletes in general, but as black student athletes who have other needs, but also are dealing with a variety of other issues that come with being black. On top of that, you have your student identity, your student athlete identity, your athletic identity, your home identity, all of these things piling on top of each other. And only somebody like you can truly understand that. So I felt that there was a lot more urgency after going to the summit to um, kind of fulfill that need. Amari, tell us a little bit about the Black Student Athlete Summer that you all went to over the summer. What was it and how did you get to go and what did you learn? Well, personally, I enjoyed it so much. Just right off the bat, the first thing that comes to mind when I think about it is I've never seen so many successful Black student athletes in just together in my entire life. Like it was overwhelming for me. I just felt, I don't know. I just felt so overwhelmed and so happy that I could finally find people who thought about the future the same way I did. They were, they wanted to be competitive, competitive academically and athletically, and they had goals in life that they wanted to accomplish. And I just, and they were also, you know, dealing with the same issues that comes being black in America. So that was, I was, it was beautiful. That's the only words I can describe. It was beautiful. And the whole summit, basically, it was just, they had um, seminars and they had topics. We talked a lot. I mean, my favorite one was about um, the war on drugs with athletes and how, you know, a lot of coaches might not want to focus so much on it. They might try to brush it aside, but they pointed out that such a huge issue and it's really affecting a lot of black uh, student athletes. It's becoming, it's becoming um, an epidemic and it needs to be, something needs to be said about it. So I like that they informed us about that and they tried to warn us of the dangers of that and also gave us a sense of, they instilled us a sense of um, purpose and saying standing up for it and saying something about it to our coaches when we go you know when we go back home and to talk try to talk to our teammates about it and if we see them struggling with substance abuse like that so I think that was that was one of my favorite things because it 
it acknowledged us on a level, it acknowledged us on our African-American level, and it also helped us in how, how to communicate with our coaches about certain issues and also how to communicate with our teammates about certain issues. So I really like how they tied that all in and it really touched on everything. And Katie, for you, what did you take away from the summit? Um, I took away just how how insane it is to be around so many people like me or have all these boxes of black student athlete at a high in, at a high education institution, D1, all of these things. Like they checked all of these boxes and still were so different from me and had so many various experiences but could understand exactly where I was coming from or were open to understanding where I was coming from because they were, they felt connected with me already. Um, That's how I feel when I see all types of student athletes, but especially when I see black student athletes, I'm like, you know exactly what is going through my head right now Um, because we've had some of the shared experiences, whether good or bad. Um, We've had similar experiences and are able to connect with each other on a particular level. Um, that's what I felt was valuable at the summit and wanted to, um, bring back to campus afterwards. And Katie, how did you hear about the summit to begin with? And how did you, were you selected to go or how did that work? Well, Miss Charity is to thank again because she was on it. Um, so she found out or knew already about the summit and, um, let all of the black student athletes know even though there wasn't a full-blown um, affinity group last year, she was still communicating with us, spreading the word about events on campus, letting us know about BSU and BRC events. Um, and she let us know about this event in myself, Omari, and then two other student athletes, Parker Montgomery and Zaria Henderson. They, we all applied and um, the department invested in us to be able to go on this trip. Um, so Charity and um, the other te- or the other coach who came with us, Jay from uh, Women's Volleyball, they all invested in us and brought us out there and selected us. And we're grateful because it was like a life-changing experience. And Amari, for you, beyond the actual summit itself, but just traveling on this trip with that group that Katie just mentioned, the four of you along with Charity and Jay, what kind of bond did you all form just being together for that period of time and then going through the experience and coming back here to La Jolla? Well, going back to like when we first got the email and had to have a meeting about it, I had never met any of them before in my entire life. So, oh, wow. yes. <laughs> so I never met them before. And I was like really nervous going on this trip with people I never I didn't know. But once we got on the trip and once we started going to like seminars and just hanging out out outside of it I began to like form a connection with them and uh, like I said it was beautiful because that's something I really had wanted in my experience at UCSD that I was searching for so so badly and all of a sudden I answered the email and it just happened so um I can't I'm just so thankful for it like I feel very close to Katie and Parker and Zaria like the bond that we have now is has carried through the year. Like I'm excited to, you know, right now I'm excited to go to the volleyball game because I know Zaria just from this trip. Like I'm excited to go cheer my butt off for her. And, you know, and on Sundays we'd be going to church. 
yeah, we go to church together now, like just because of this trip and the bonds that we created and the stuff that we shared on this trip it has carried through and just helped us to become closer. And now everything that I've been praying for before has now has now happened because of this trip. So I'm just I'm just so grateful. I'm just I just get so excited when I just think about it, because that's like a one in a million chance that, that could have happened, you know. We're chatting with Katie Springs from Basketball and Amari Jenkins from Track on this episode of Triton Cast. We're talking about the Black Scholar Athlete Experience and specifically the creation of the Black Triton Association. And Katie, when you came back from the summit, what were the next steps? Well, Amari can attest to this, but as we were like on the plane, I was already in a Google, in like three Google Docs, like writing plans, writing proposals, planning <laughs> events, um, yeah. coming up with like all these vendors and all these activities to do. Um, I I get it from my mom. My mom is a big like spreadsheet, Excel, all of that planner. Um, but I was like, I'm going to write down every single idea I have and we're just going to narrow it down as the summer goes on. So most of the work we did was over the summer of brainstorming, planning, and securing certain things. Um, and so our very first event was what we were leading up to and also making sure that coaches knew about it, as many athletes knew about it, um, and that we were like all on board with everything we were trying to do. And then once we got here in September is when, was it September? Was our first event? Yeah. Yeah, our September was our first event, our welcome back. Um, so that's what everything was leading up to. Um, so yeah, that immediately though, immediately on the plane back, I was already planning. Amari, is that true? Yes, I remember the Google Docs. I remember the presentations that she was already setting oh, yeah. up. I was like, no one even asked us to present yet. She was still setting things up. Yeah. And as you started to plan for what could be starting this fall, what kind of support did you receive from the athletics department or did you feel supported? I, I felt very supported. I mean, I had charity and Jay who were like looking after things and helping me with that. Um, and I was honestly reaching out to, um, I think former, a couple of former student athletes to get their perspective and get their take. And then I believe I discussed with my coach a couple of times, um, just like all of the things I was thinking about and any of the people I knew that were close to me, but it was kind of a building off of our experience at the summit. And then our presentation during the summer was really where we discussed with the complete or the whole athletic staff. So we, we presented to all the coaches and office staff um, about our experience at the black, uh, black student athlete summit. And I felt personally like so mainly supported there. Um, yeah, just them like being open to learning and being open to hear from a student athlete. I didn't know that they did that. I didn't know that they had student athletes present to them and share their experiences. So if we were the first, that's super cool. But yeah, it was very, very cool. Amari, were you part of that presentation? I was, I was. Was that nerve wracking? <laughs> um, it was at first, but I remember I talked to Charity beforehand. I was like, Charity, I'm nervous. What can I do? What can I do? She's like, she's like, look, don't read off the slide. 
just be natural and speak from your heart. So when I thought that, I was like, you know what? That's the best I can do. So I'm just going to do that. And after that, I was like, this this is okay. It it started to feel okay. (laughs) Yeah. Amari is my from the heart and I'm little details. So she, she gets it right. Yeah. Were you, Amari, nervous, like anxious before a track event or, or how does this compare to that? Oh, well, I do 400 hurdles, so that's a beast. So that's why I compare things to I'm like, nothing can beat a 400 hurdle race. And, you know, I think about 400 hurdles on a windy day and I don't want to be there. I'm like, presenting is going to be easy. If I've been through that, I can do this easily. So, <laughs> And Katie, I know your basketball program and your coaching staff specifically has been active on campus and certainly within athletics in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement and so on. What kind of support or what discussions did you have with your coaching staff or coaches when you got back from from Houston about what you wanted to develop? Well, my my coach, of course, Coach Heidi Vanderveer, was the one hand raised up asking a question Um, at the end of our presentation. She was like, what what can we do um, or what have you seen that we've done that we could improve on or that you think is effective? And I looked at everything from the from 2020 there the black lives matter statement that um, athletics put out about the tasks that the coaching staff and the athletic staff would be um be performing and i said like some of it was good but i think that it needs to be more connected to the athletes right like if coaches are learning but they're not applying i think that is the disconnect. Like I can learn how to do a layup, but if I never do it in the game, then I'm not really making a difference. Um, so I think that was like the biggest point and the coaches seem to take that. And from what I've heard, there have been a couple of discussions here and there, but we're going to continue to keep building. And I know most of the coaches I've, I've talked to, I say hi to them all the time. Um, but uh, most of the coaches I've talked to, they seem open and they seem ready to participate. So it's been good. Amari, going back to the the summit for a moment, when you were meeting like-minded individuals from other institutions from across the country, were there specific examples of things that you learned or observed that maybe groups or organizations on other campuses were doing that you thought maybe we could bring back either directly or elements of to UC San Diego? Oh, for sure. I think one of the biggest talks I had with people was about they had an athlete organization. And I was like, that, oh, they had a black athlete organization. I was like, a black athlete organization? Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you guys don't have that? I was like, no. So that's like one of my, my main topics I talked about with people was how do they get it and what were they doing with it? And so I took a, I had like a whole sheet of like the tips that they were telling me to do and how we should go about it. And I think that was one of the, like the most meaningful things I took away from it. Cause as you can see, we have it now, you know? So I think that was like the most meaningful thing and the most meaningful tips they gave me. And I think one of the things that they gave me that most that was helpful was if you are gonna do this association, stay focused on the athlete. Like there's gonna be a lot of things coming your way. You know, a lot of people saying, you know, maybe distractions, a lot of distractions, a lot of things, but just stay focused on making the black athlete experience the best you can make it. So I think that's one of the, the best things they gave me. And Katie, the association you all have since this fall launched a, an Instagram account. 
And what is the purpose of that? And what do you hope to achieve? And what kinds of messages are, are posted there? So one of the biggest things I think for student athletes in general, but in particular black student athletes is support and um, negating the feeling of isolation that is very, very, very common. It's studied um, by mental health institutions and it's very, very widely known. Um, but I think, so part of what I wanted to do with the Instagram is promotion and spreading the word and getting support out. I think as student athletes, we're a little, as student athletes who have gone through COVID, we're a little used to empty stands. We're a little <laughs> used to going to a game and be like, no one's here. All right. Cause we're going to play. Um, and I, I feel like that's like, not what sports is supposed to be like sports are meant to be watched as much as they are to be played. I know my mom tries to come to every single game still, but um, as much as everybody likes seeing just her in the stands, I know people want to be able to see like their friends, their classmates, like um, even professors in the stand, anybody who uh, knows you and knows who you are as a person is going to want to support you more. So I focus on the individual players on a team um, we have, I want to say, how many, how many teams do you think we have that have black student athletes right now? Um, I want to say like 10, 10 teams. I want to say 10 teams. Yeah. They have like we, two, three teams that don't have black athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there's like 10 teams that have black student athletes. And I like to focus on the individual players that are on that team because you know, the person you don't know, like their number as well right um and so i say like these players are playing tonight and i shout out their team as well um and that is what is primarily on the instagram and also promoting our um our events our community bonding events so we had a bowling night that was our first community bonding event um our very first event was our welcome back um and then this wakanda forever showing that is a collaboration event we also posted about that Amari, who was the best at the bowling night? I honestly did not get to go. I had a physics test the next day. So <laughs> like you said, busy. Oh, I, I, I was going through a lot with that physics. Oh, but, no. <laughs> but actually now um, I'm changing my major to a little bit more something that's a little bit more flexible so I can be going to a lot more things now. Thank goodness. Because, oh, it was it was rough. <laughs> It was rough. <laughs> but Katie, you, you mentioned earlier when you were kind of noodling about what this organization could be and you had your Google Sheets going. Is that, I mean, do you have a spreadsheet with all of the Black athletes? And yes, I do. Obviously, what sports I have a spreadsheet with all the Black athletes. I have a spreadsheet for the Black staff. I have spreadsheets for attendance. I have spreadsheets for um, basically everything under the sun that you would think about managing a student org there's a spreadsheet or a Google doc for it right now. And mind you, like the spreadsheet, I just the one spreadsheet I've seen with the student athletes, she has their Instagram handle. She has their number. She has their email. She has, I think they're what uh, college they are at UCSD. She has all this information. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I thought she would have their social security or something. Like she has everything about them. Uh, it's, 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 Oh my goodness. It's so, it's so crazy. <laughs> But Katie, I mean, so you, so you have it organized, but you still have to find the time to 
post about the events, especially if you're promoting a game, you obviously have to do it in a timely fashion. And by Mm -hmm. the way, your season is starting. So how do you personally manage all that? So personally, I'm taking classes that um, are primarily writing assignments. And I happen to be a person who likes writing. So most of that writing gets done in a timely fashion or like as soon as I see the assignment, I've already planned exactly what I want to do, exactly how I want to accomplish the assignment. So um, as time has gone on, it's become like less of a grueling process to make a post, make a whole design. The only thing is like the scheduling that Amaria was saying, like today I missed the swimming event because my calendar didn't have the little thing ticked. So I couldn't see that there was a swimming event today. Um, So I'll like repost their posts. Um, But it was a women's only event and we have two uh, women's swimmers that are black student athletes. So I follow all of what they do. Um, but I do my best not to miss something. If I completely miss something, that's when I get nervous about it. But, um, like being later in the day is not, is not the stressful point. So, yeah. Amari, have you talked with other black athletes about what has transpired so far this fall and and how are they feeling in terms of being maybe more supported than they have been in the past? Um, I have. And as we get into this further season of K's basketball, I know I'm going to have to take uh, charge of some other things. So I'm actually trying to t- reach out to a little bit more of them to see what we can do for them as we go into the winter quarter. But I have already for the fall quarter talked to everyone and it's just been positive feedback. I feel everyone has just been felt so supported and I think they feel more heard and they feel more seen. That's what I've been getting. And, you know, I have like when I go to practice, sometimes when I see my teammates, they're like, oh, when's the next event? When's the next event? Oh, I can't wait to go. Like, you need to let me know, like, when's the next event? They're just so excited. And like, these are, you know, the boys on my team who are like seniors. I've never seen them have any <laughs> emotions. So, <laughs> so yeah. they get, they're geeked about like the our organization. They're so excited. So I definitely see like a shift and people and how they're feeling and how they just feel more seen and more heard. Katie, do you think that while maybe not the purpose of this organization, do you think this could lead to other specialized affinity groups within athletics and particularly other minority scholar athletes? 100%. I think um, something charity reminds us all the time is that like we're the first, uh, we're the first affinity group for um, student athletes that has done something as big as the summit, but has also had the other events that we're doing and is doing the other meetings um, and is essentially like a student union within athletics. Um, And I I really hope that um, not just minority students, but like for almost any, like I hope there's like a crafting club in athletics, you know? I hope that um, athletes feel more empowered to do stuff outside of, how busy we already are, um, inform other types of connections. Cause I feel like the athlete experience is enhanced by knowing people in other sports. Um, like knowing track athletes, I'm like, dang, I can't do what you do. They're like, I can't do what you do. <laughs> and that, that bond of respect is like heightens your experience. And it's like, Oh, I'm empowered by, you know, I'm not just an athlete. I'm an athlete in this sport. I'm competing in this sport. I'm still specialized, but I'm still me. If that makes sense. 
if I'm not mistaken, both of you played some level of volleyball. Isn't that right? 100%. I did. I did for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so is that maybe something that's in the cards for the future of this group is some kind of recreational or intramural, I don't know, pick up games and sport. See, X now or y? You're like, you're like uh, reading my cards here. You don't got to do all that. <laughs> you don't got to do all that. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> One thing for sure is athletes love volleyball. Like athletes who are not even in volleyball love volleyball. <laughs> Why do you yeah, think that is, Amari? I don't. I think it's the hitting. I think it's just. It's the, the boom pow. The boom sure. pow. The way yeah. you flex on someone if you get like a really good hit. I think they like that a lot. Yeah, I think I think we're we're really attracted to like loud noises for some reason. Like track has the gun. Uh, <laughs> we got whistles and we got like dribbling and slamming on the ground. But there's only one big noise in volleyball. And it's the pow on the ground. I think everybody loves that. So um, I feel like that's what I loved about it. That's all I did. (laughs) Katie, what's next for this organization that you're ready to share down the road? Next up is going to be a holiday celebration. So a little bit of like a Thanksgiving, right? But it's going to be probably right before we go to Christmas break or right before winter break. Cause there's a long stretch there and everybody needs to get into all of that break, especially our fall sports. We've been working so hard. Um, so we're going to be doing something right after finals, hopefully some gumbo, hopefully some fun activities that are indoors because it's cold. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing an event right after um, winter or fall finals. And Amari for you as your Competitive season is still a little bit away. What do you hope to accomplish between now and the start of of track season in the spring? In terms of like my athletics or in terms of the association? With the association. Oh, with the association, what I hope to accomplish. Um, I hope to accomplish just more people feeling comfortable to go to a lot of the events. I feel like it's it's very new. So some people are like trying to test it out, put their toe in the water, see if they like it or not. So I just hope to see more people breaking out of their shell and, you know, interacting with the other Black student athletes. Amari, I know there haven't been a ton of events yet, but as an organization, do you personally, I mean, do you recognize everybody or are there still some faces you don't know? Or are we still at the point where we're wearing name tags or what? <laughs> I recognize everyone because, you know, Katie has a spreadsheet and we were looking at that spreadsheet all summer. So I recognize people and, you know, I go out of my way trying to say hi to them to make them feel comfortable. But I know in terms like the other athletes, they might not know each other. You know, I know people from my team. They're like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so from da-da-da. And this is his name and number if you want to get in contact with him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's that. But I think everyone's starting to get to know each other a little bit more and, you know, are they're able to, you know, break that ice a little bit. And Katie, is that what you partially were referring to very early on in this conversation when it's creating this space where there's this comfortability and this uh, familiarity right off the bat by just being around one another? Exactly. Like I pride myself on like not forgetting names and not forgetting faces, but if somebody else that I know like two people I know separately somehow know each other. And if that somehow is because of our organization or is because they went to an event or they bumped into each other um, on 
like on their way to class or something like that. Like I like those intersport relationships um, where you're making friends and you're feeling connected. You're not feeling like this is just what you do and then you leave. You know, you feel like you're getting personal development out of this experience as well and getting something for yourself um, out of this as well. Well, this has been very enlightening for me and, and hopefully for the listeners as well. Thank you both very much for taking the time to chat about the Black Triton Association. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. You can totally hear the passion with which Amari and Katie speak about this new affinity group, and it's clear that they're already starting to make a difference on campus. To learn more, follow the Black Triton Association on Instagram at BLCKTritons. Be sure to join us for an all-new Triton cast next week. On episode 69, we'll be joined by UC San Diego alum Arie Burkhoff. He founded Lion Tree, and he'll tell us why he made the largest ever gift to athletics. Be sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a moment. New episodes of Triton Cast premiere each Wednesday. Thank you for listening to this week's show. And don't forget, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms by searching Triton Cast wherever you get your pods. And a reminder that you can listen to any of our 68 episodes whenever you want on demand. Just visit ucsdtritons.com slash podcasts. For more on TritonCast, follow us on Twitter at TritonCast. And if you have a suggestion for a future guest, you can send us a tweet or email us at TritonCast at ucsd.edu. We'll see you back here next week. You've been listening to TritonCast. TritonCast is a production of UC San Diego Athletics Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your platform of choice. If you have show questions or comments or suggestions for future guests, email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at tritoncast. Thank you.